Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. We are continuing our conversation on TikTok. Last week, we talked about what TikTok is and how people are using it. This week, we are going to get into best practices, things to keep in mind, ways to approach the social media platform, and just kind of tricks and tips, ways to make sure that you enter the space ahead of the game. So let's listen in on Carice and my conversation. So Carice, give us like the down and dirty, what are the best practices for TikTok? So let's say, dear listener, that you have decided to create a TikTok, you want to try this out. My advice to you is get on there, figure out what communities you want to create content with so that you know the right hashtags, you can keep up with what's trending, and you can start to understand the lingo and the culture of TikTok, because it is different from any other social media. And I want you to watch, just watch for at least a month, if not two months and not create any content because those first couple videos that you do, they get boosted by the algorithm. So um, I'm going to jump over to Ben's page real quick because he has posted a few of them and I want to demonstrate for you what this looks like. When you first join and you make those first couple videos, the algorithm is going to help boost those views. Uh, Ben's first two videos got 581 views and then 625 views for his first one. The next two videos he did only got 170. And then the next one, he got 302. And then the most recent one, he got back up to 620. And one of the things that he's doing is the niche that he's found essentially is basically here's what's fun today. And he's posting about what was good about his day or what made his day fun. And that's what he's going to do. So they're just short little videos. But originally that third video that he posted, maybe it was the fourth video. um, When I saw it, it took a lot longer for those views to come in. They're a couple days old. And um, when he did those first couple videos, it was real quick a couple hundred views on it within the first couple hours. Um, But the next video, like the third or fourth video that he did, it dropped and it was like eight views, you know? So the algorithm is basically saying you need those early videos that you do. You need to know who you are and need to know what you're going to be here to say if you really want to get off the starting line with a head start here. So knowing like what your niche is, being involved in the culture is super, super helpful. So we touched on this a little bit last episode, but one of the things you have to know with TikTok is because of the company's ownership and because there are, at this point, it is censorship. There are certain topics that you can't say or you can't write them in your captions because if you have them in your captions then the algorithm will find your video and will start banning, like shadow banning you. So you won't show up on people's for you pages or your videos won't get as many views. And eventually your, your account can just get banned. But it's weird what it likes to, uh, there's it's forbidden words essentially. So you can't say COVID, you can't say suicide or murder. You're really not supposed to say things like 
the names of different mental health disorders, let's say, or um, specific bodily anatomy. You can't use those words, not the actual words. Yeah. So what ends up happening is you have creators, like one of the first creators I followed, because TikTok also figured out, girl, you love animals, don't you? I do. I love animals. Uh, it gave me a creator who just makes nature videos, like about, like, we're just going to talk about platypuses today. Okay, great. We're going to do 90 seconds on platypuses and it's endlessly entertaining. But if you can't say things like killed, you have to sit, get creative and say things like unalived or that's how you become a hashtag. That's how you end up on a t-shirt. That's how you end up in a Twitter bio. Like all of these yeah. things to mean killed or murder or something like that, but you're dancing around it. Yeah. And that's all because of the Chinese government is, yes. I mean, yeah. it's they're the, behind. It's, it's the censorship. It's, it's the, sens yeah. the yeah. censorship from China. And that's why they're super sensitive about things right. that are, we don't, you know, that's just not right. our culture we over here. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. But um, so you need to be exposed to TikTok and be aware of that, especially if you're like a true crime writer. It's great watching the true crime writers videos because they also have to dance around these topics and find creative ways yeah. for talking about it and it it makes it more entertaining and it's it's just kind of cool from a linguistic standpoint i think of the evolution of language it ends up making you know it ends up creating this sort of dividing line like i know my friends i know which of my friends are on tiktok and which ones aren't and i can't use tiktok jokes around my friends who aren't on tiktok because they look at me like i'm nuts and i'm like oh you that sound's been going viral for the last week and you you don't know anything about it. So it's like its own culture of memes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so really knowing your niche when you first start out, super important. Um, knowing the culture is super important so that you can get off that starting line with as many views as possible and hopefully gather up some followers right quick. I tried to find this information and I couldn't find the exact of what I was looking for, but there is a point in your TikTok where um, you need a certain number of followers to get things or a certain number of views per month to have other features accessible to you. So I think it's at about a thousand followers. That's when you can start adding a link in your bio. And everybody uses like Linktree and stuff to take them to their Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And here's my Amazon wish list. Buy me presents. Mm -hmm. Buy me presents. That sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> here's my PO box. Send me presents. You know, like mm -hmm. so. You have to get some following before you can yeah. access that. And then there's what's called the TikTok Creator Fund, which is basically how you would make money from TikTok. Um, and you need to have a hundred thousand views on your account that month in order to be eligible for the TikTok creator fund. There are like gifts that you can purchase as somebody who watches the content and gift them to creators, especially during their uh, live videos. And I, I would assume that you can't do a live video until you have a certain number of views per every month. Like I would assume it goes right along hand in hand with that 100,000. But I have seen some of these videos where you know, people with large followings, like million or more, um, they get on a live, they have 800 people watching and people are just constantly tipping, just constantly tipping. Um, so it, it definitely can be yeah. 
another stream of revenue. I think other best practices that I've heard, especially from like my author who grew her TikTok following rather quickly, like she said, turn out the content. You can't just like post and then go dark for a couple of days. Like yeah. you have to have, she says, especially in that first month, you should have a handful of videos every day that you're doing in that first month. And then once you get through that first month, then it can be like one video a day or something like that. But like content, like having constant content is key to really getting out, like going to the races and like getting out the gate strong. Yeah. Um, So that's something to be mindful of as you set up your TikTok and start and try to be successful in it. And Mm -hmm. like we said, you don't need to look perfect. You don't need to have a perfectly lit room. You don't Mm -hmm. need to have everything perfectly figured out and sketched out and like all of your videos perfect. You don't have to look like a model. You don't have to be skinny and tall. You don't, you just have to be you. Right. And you just have to be there and Mm -hmm. do something every day. And so don't let this idea of like, oh, I need to map out my content calendar for TikTok. Like, I feel like it's fine if you want to approach it that way. But if you're going into it thinking about a content calendar the way well, you would like Instagram yeah. or Facebook, it just. And it doesn't work because no. because TikTok is so heavily based on what's trending right now. Right. And jumping on that trend, you can't plan for what's going to go viral next Thursday, but that's right. going to affect the video that you make on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um, so the general advice is two to three videos a day. And then there's also times of day that are considered to be best. And that changes whenever TikTok, you know, changes up the algorithm a little bit. And that tends to be every month. Um, but there's certain times a day that will get you more views on your videos. There is a gentleman by the name of Robert Benjamin. Uh, you can find him on YouTube and he has, just an absolute treasure trove of content on how to get followers on TikTok, how to go viral, how to blow up your account, everything you need. Like we can't possibly even touch the incredible wealth of knowledge that he has on there, but he has helped take creators from meager couple tens of thousands of followers up to 15, 20 million followers within a year, you Mm -hmm. know? So Robert Benjamin, that's his name. Um, he just posted a video a couple of weeks ago about the algorithm change for TikTok for December of 2021. I would assume he's got some content coming up soon for January as well. Um, and he's got plenty of stuff on there. So if you're really looking to like learn this before mm-hmm. you engage with it, I would definitely hop over to his realm of YouTube. So yeah, you don't have to be perfect or a supermodel or anything like that to go viral on TikTok. Obviously things like having good lighting, that's great. You know, if you can get it, a ring light, 25, 30 bucks on Amazon with a stand and everything. And it will make a difference on how your videos are received. If you have good lighting, if you have a cell phone, if you have a smartphone, that's at least within the last three to four years of when it came out, you already have a professional camera. Yeah. Congrats. You don't need to buy any equipment for that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, either the microphone on your earbuds that a lot of people wear, Amanda's wearing a pair right now. They they'll use that as their microphone. They'll use their AirPods as a microphone. They'll just use their phone straight up yeah. as the microphone. Um, so you want to make sure that what you're putting out has good quality to it. 
but it doesn't have to be, you know, that feel of like the family photo in an abandoned meadow and everybody's got matching outfits. Not that. Yeah. That's not for TikTok. That's for Instagram. So if you're right. like lost in a field though, please record right. that because I want to watch it. Right. The thing I've noticed is like for at least my experience with TikTok, which I don't even know if this is worth saying, but like if you've been on Facebook lately, like you've seen the reels that mm-hmm. they've been shoving in everyone's face. So that kind of gives an idea of what TikTok is because it's kind of like it, but not really at the same time. Yeah. But I would say short videos Mm-hmm. If you're giving a lot of information, being concise, like if you're giving advice or like a mm-hmm. pep talk or inspiration, being concise is important. So yeah. like scripted to the point where you have an idea of what you're going to say yeah, and like you're making, to, you're making script, the most of out of that time. Yeah. Scripted to bullet points is great. Mm-hmm. And then another kind of, it's just part of the TikTok culture is the way that people talk. So if I'm going to tell you a story, I'm actually going to talk pretty quickly because I want to make sure that I can get all of this information in in the next 60 seconds before the video cuts me off because I want you to be able to stitch or duet this. Yeah. You know, like it's that rapid. Yes. Um, So you do need, you are going to need to do, it's going to take practice. You're going to have to take multiple takes to get it all correctly. But we haven't even covered, you know, transitions that that'll become very obvious once you get on TikTok, what those are. So for TikTok best practices, obviously we've said it before, just get on there, spend some time and watch Mm -hmm. what other people are doing. Watch the space, watch the hashtags. And then when it's your time to do it, you want to give it some thought, but you also don't Mm -hmm. want to overthink it. Yeah. (laughs) It needs to be that perfect balance of like, this is natural and friendly and fun with Mm -hmm. that needs to be balanced against I know what I'm doing and I have a plan. (laughs) Right. There's nothing inauthentic about a ring light. There is something inauthentic about stuff being obviously staged. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username which is at Gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.